Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2018. This is Jason talking about Step 1. Group's the uh, Thursday night Werribee beginners meeting, and uh, been sober for a little bit over 22 years. We've also been cleaning that period as well, and um, I really have nothing to say because David stole all my thunder. Uh, <laughs> um, fantastic! That, like, you know, seriously, if uh, you're new here. And you don't relate to that. You probably belong in Boneheads Anonymous because that just really <laughs> spells it out sincerely. Um, I did, you know, seeing Rhonda tonight, we have a friend, a late friend in common named JR, and JR used to always say, um, does alcohol cost you more than money? And that, for me, really spells it out because I, I, I immediately came in... Um, and saw that step and particularly the first half of the first step and to me I always felt like a slave to alcohol I, I really it was the master and it just decided where I wanted to go what I was going to do what, tr- what a extent of trouble I was going to get into and I for myself I, I could never understand why I kept doing it it was something for me I, I was a teenage alcoholic. Um, I started drinking at 13 and, you know, this typical Friday night with the guys and um, and then the girls came into the picture a little bit later but it was, it was, you know, I went from being the ducks of the school in primary school to being locked up in an institution where they sent the worst of the worst within two years of starting drinking. And, and I couldn't see that the reason that I ended up in that institution was because of my behaviour whilst I was drinking. And, um, you know, and I went from being like a really diligent, intelligent, um, applied kid to somebody that after they started drinking would sit in the classroom at high school and I'd be looking out the window thinking about Friday. And that's all I'd be thinking about. Um... And I, I get to see today what was talked about before, which was that I was suffering the mental obsession and didn't know it. You know, I was always somewhere else. I was never, never present. And um, and then Friday would start, and you know, we'd go. <laughs> Do you remember twist ops? <laughs> I don't know if I still have them. Those little things, and we'd go. You know, we'd get our six twist ops each, and that's how we'd start. But the thing was, I knew how many you drank, and I knew how many you drank, and I knew how many you drank, and I was going to steal at least one of yours because I wanted more, and uh, and it would never, it would never end at that, and that was the thing. It would start there, but that's not where it ended. It ended up with me driving cars through bottle shop doors because I wanted more alcohol. It ended up with me, um, you know, getting ex- in extended trouble with the law. Um, I can't even begin to tell you, you know, not going to work Monday, not caring, you know, I just, there was nothing. And, you know, in a very short period of time, by the time I was 17, 18, I was homeless, I was, I was, I was drastically um, deteriorating and everyone would say, dude, you know, like, what's going on, you know, 
they all started buying Tiranas and all these really cool cars. You know, I'm an 80s child, yeah. And, and so they started getting all these really nice things and, I'm st- and my, my push bike's ending up in and out of the hock shop. And, um, <laughs> and I'd get it back out on a dull day and it'd be there the day later, you know. And, 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 and I began to experience the things where, you know, all my resolve was soluble in alcohol. Um, you know, after we got sober... You know, one, I went and visited one of my buddies that I grew up with and, um, and he's like, oh, you were never that bad. Come on, man, just have a drink with me. And I'm going, are you serious? I've come out of long-term rehab. I'm, I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm, a, I'm an active member. I'm involved in everything. And he's trying to tell me that I'm not that bad. And, uh, and I said, do you forget your 21st? And he's just looked at me and he's given me this look for a minute. I said, he went, I went, I tried to crack on to your mum. Like, you know, <laughs> and... And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And, uh, <laughs> but this is the thing. I'm, I'm not who I am when I'm sober. And, um, and it's something for me where I, I needed to experience the relapse thing once I came in here. And my, my path was because I also had a drug problem coexisting there as well. And I thought that I could successfully use drugs and still be sober. You know, my thinking, and uh, didn't really address it that much. And people say to me, "You know, this is this is not going to end well." And I'm going, "No, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm good." No, I didn't. And uh, you know, my biggest fear when I picked up a drink was running into AA members. And guess what happened all weekend? Everywhere I went, there was someone from AA there, and um, and they're like, "You know, you can come back, right?" And <laughs> yeah, I was back in a few days, and uh, and I haven't left since. You know, I um I have a lot of experience behind me. I, I have um I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I've had some really st- I, I don't know if it's like this for any, anyone else that's been here a while, but I have just moments that I I will never forget. You know, and and one of those was coming to a weekend like this, and meeting a guy that got up and spoke that picked up a drink after 29 years, and it was like that. He said he didn't even, what you spoke about earlier, he didn't even think about it. He was, he stopped coming to meetings because he became really successful. He was involved in this function and they were walking around with champagne on a, on a plate, on a, you know, the waiting tray. And he said he didn't even think about it. He just took it. 29 years. That frightens me terribly. And for me, I need to just go back to my reality that I came in here, I was a homeless person, I was quite mentally ill, um, in a massive amount of um, drug-induced psychosis, and I was frightening, I was angry, um, but I, I, I came in here and I saw that and I immediately went, oh my God, thank you, because I couldn't understand what the problem was. I grew up in a household where there was no alcohol, um, to reasonably good parents, mum's got some issues you know, dad was a wonderful man um, and I never understood it, but my thing was that I was adopted and that was always a chip on my shoulder, I always say I'm evenly balanced I've got chips on both shoulders and uh, uh, and I'm not discriminatory, I hate everyone equally and uh, you know, but it was one of those things where I, I never understood it and I was adopted and it was a bit of an issue for me and I, I, I had a lot of fears and, and things about that. After I got sober, I found my biological family and uh, I got to meet my grandfather and I immediately knew what the problem was. <laughs> and, 
he was, uh, he was, his idea. He was so drunk when he met me that he thought I was my mother's boyfriend, and um, he was actually on a mission. This is his words: "I'm drinking myself to death." And he was brewing his own rice wine in a shed west of Auckland, uh, in New Zealand, and um, and he succeeded in that mission a couple of years after I met him. You know, and I immediately went, "Whoa!" And I got to meet my biological family, and I got to understand that alcoholism's been in that family for 400 years. Uh, they can trace it back to a ferry company in, in England, and um, yeah, amazing stuff. And I, you know, and I immediately went, "Wow!" Because I, I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why I drank differently to my mates. Why I went to the bar. Or I'd go missing on shouts. That would be the one. I'd take everyone else's shout, and as soon as it was my turn, you wouldn't find me. And, uh, you know, because it was more for me. And, uh, you know, I'd drink drive, and I'd do all these crazy things. And, you know, my mates would take my keys off me, and I'd say, oh, I just need to get my jacket out of the car. And, you know, I reckon they'd see me drive up the street, and I'd wake up in the morning, and there's a big indent in the front of the bonnet. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did, what did I hit? And to retrace my step to see that I've ripped a tree this round out of the ground and, and, and just insane things. But yet going, righto, that's it, no more, for someone to rock around in the afternoon with a carton and it's all on again. You know, the resolve's gone. There is no mental defence or physical defence against the first drink. I will just say yes to it every time, regardless of what's happened. And, um... Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> So, um, you know, for myself, I came in here and I understood it. I went, wow, yes, absolutely. I struggled a bit with the unmanageability part at first, and I, 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 but for my, my path, I had to go through a long-term rehab, so I was really lucky. I got to actually work through the first nine steps while I was in that program. It was 10 months long. I stayed 18 months. Um, <laughs> true story, because I ended up being a volunteer for them, and... Uh, and so I was able to address a lot of things that were there and then came out and got heavily involved in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, the sad reality for me is that most of my peers are dead or drunk or um, are gone. Um, and so for me, it always comes back to this step for the foundation. You know, like it was spoken about, that there are steps later on to address further things. This is the one thing that they say that we can do 100%. And I, I absolutely agree with, uh, you know, don't pick up the first drink regardless of any circumstances. Now, some of my worst fears have come true. You know, I lost my dad last year and I just celebrated the first anniversary of that two weeks ago. And, and that has crushed me. I, I'll be really honest with you. You know, five years ago, my my 29-year-old brother was killed. Um uh, I've got divorced, I've been denied access to my kids, you know, I, I could go on and on and on with the things that have happened. I've, lo I've buried best friends in here. Um, sometimes life's not easy, but what I've chosen to do every time is to do the suggested thing and not pick up that first drink. Not that it's ever really entered my mind. It really hasn't. It's, um, you know, what I love about this program on the way here tonight, I had to I had to kill some time because I had to leave early to avoid all of the traffic to get here, and uh, so I went and visited a friend. And you know, they're all in the in the um, the heavy metal scene here in Melbourne, and you know, they've all got their battle jackets on, and they're all in bands, and they were celebrating something tonight. And so 
I was able to drop into their house for a while and they've just got home from work, they're doing all the responsible thing and the first thing they do when they get home, they open up a can of rum. Now, to me, this, this far down the track, uh, and it might be the same for other people, I'm not really sure, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're drinking a can of Coke. It doesn't bother me, it, it really hasn't. And, um, and that's the most amazing thing because I'd be wanting some of that. I'd be wanting your stuff as well as I'd be wanting my stuff. And, and yet it, it's not something that's an issue. It's not even there. You know, I, I was able to be... Um, to speak on behalf of my family and be a pallbearer at my brother's, wedding, uh, my brother's uh, funeral. And um, it, it's something for myself where... I'm able to do those things and, and there's just nothing. There's, I'm able to feel pain and sit with it. I'm able to do the things that I always dreamed that I could do and I'm doing it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so freeing. I, 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 I can't emphasise to anyone that's new here tonight, you know, really give this thing a shot because the, the, the benefits that you get from it are just nothing short of amazing. And, um, you know, and... <laughs> I had, you know, they always say you have three shares, you know, the one you're going to have, the one you actually have and then the one you should have had. And I had all these wonderful things to say about, um, you know, some of the lessons that I've learned in the first step. You know, another guy spoke to me years ago and he said something, one of those statements that I've never forgotten, which is the longer you're sober, you know, the deeper your acceptance of your powerlessness will be. And, uh, you know, I, I really relate to that. And, you know, look, I'm starting a new job again. You know that's that's always a challenge, and you know it's with the it's the same job but with a new company, and you got to start at the bottom. You know, like they rang me, um, they rang me on the anniversary of Dad's Dad's passing, and um, and they asked me to come in and immediately because it was an emergency, and I said no. You know, and being the casual, uh, you know, they didn't ring me for two weeks after that, and that really like upsets the. Um, you know, my financial situation because I live by myself, I, um, I don't claim benefits or anything like that and I've got to accept that, you know, but I'm also able to say to the guy, hey, I'd really appreciate anything that's coming up because I'm, I'm struggling a bit financially. I get a call this afternoon, they need me for the next two weeks solidly and it's, um, you know, so I'm provided for and that's, that's obviously later on when I find a higher parent, I, I, I come to have faith in that stuff that I am provided for. And I've got everything that I need. I've got a really cool dog that I'm minding for Gary. And uh, uh, <laughs> he thinks it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's wonderful that I can have a friendship with Gary now that's been, you know, over a decade. And, and I'm able to maintain that. And, you know, to just have him at my place today and yesterday was fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I just want to finish by saying I want to just thank the committee uh, for, for having me here tonight. It's a real privilege to be of service. Um, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. I've got to stay here. I've got to get... I guess the one thing bad about being 22 years sober is that you're 22 years older. And, uh, you know, so I'm, getting, I'm growing old here slowly, eventually maturing one day. Uh, <laughs> um, but I know what sort of effort goes into these sort of weekends. I've ran them myself, you know, and I've been the chairperson and I've been the guy on the door and I've been, the, you know, the person sitting behind the desk selling the tickets and doing all of that stuff. So, I, I, you know, I just want to thank you again for putting this week on, this weekend on. This stuff is amazing, you know. We didn't have this back in the day, you know. <laughs> and, it, and it really is hard-hitting and it's really simple and it's really self-explanatory and I really hope 
that anyone that's new stays and gives this the benefit because this disease will kill you if you if you um, if you don't address it. You know, I'm one of the lucky ones. I got sober. One of the first meetings I ever went to, I was just I was, I'll finish here that the previous speaker spoke about. Um, you know, Korsakoff's. One of the first meetings I ever did was underneath a Korsakoff's ward, and. Um, and there was a guy there that used to run around with a crash helmet on and, and I, I'd say to this guy that used to take me to meetings, what's he got a helmet on? He goes, oh, I know him. His name's, you know, Joe Bloggs. I used to take him to meetings many years ago but, you know, he decided to keep drinking and I'm like, what? Uh, bullshit, you know. <laughs> and uh, and it, was, it, it ended up being a true story that he actually did used to take this guy to meetings and what happens is that the guys go into blackout and they don't come back out. It's frightening. It really is and, you know... Uh, so I'm really lucky to have witnessed all that stuff and, um, yeah, and, and, and I think a lot of that stuff's actually influenced me in staying because I, I really don't want any of that today. So um, thank you very much for having me. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.